So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day. And man, shout out to all my people who have left ratings, reviews, and all the like. Um, Just showing some love for our podcast. Um, Man, it just continues to mean the world to me. Uh, We are in a blitz right now. We are doing all kinds of prep here because my wife and I are getting ready for a five-week trip to Europe. And um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We are visiting a whole whack of countries, Switzerland, Germany, Belgium, Holland, England, and Ireland. And, um, and so we've been, we've been blitzing a, pun- a bunch of podcast interviews um, so that, you know, I don't have to do too many, inter- well, I won't have to do any interviews while I'm in Europe. And so it's been amazing. We have um, Cole Zick from Moral Revolution, Shannon Etheridge, um, I've interviewed my parents. It was our first live in-person interview. And oh my gosh, it was so much fun. Uh, We just laughed through the whole thing. Uh, Had the time of our lives. We got Harry Potvin, host of The Mental Corner. Uh, A bunch of really cool people coming up. I'm super excited for you guys to hear um, from all of them. But um, but I, I just wanted to say that like, you know, we have some good things coming up. But um, I really, I really appreciate those of you that have been leaving ratings, reviews, those of you that subscribe to us. I mean, it's crazy just to think um, that that thousands, thousands of listens happen on this podcast every single week. Um, we've almost had a thousand in a day, which is absolutely nuts. Um, so it's just, it's exciting and I'm super grateful. Thank you. Thank you to all of you who have been supporting us. Today, guys, today we are talking about emotions and we've been getting questions about emotions because, um, well, I think when we start teaching people our method, you know, we have our three pillar system of cultivating self-awareness, healing of the heart and establishing your identity in Christ. And typically what happens when people start to cultivate self-awareness is they start to discover their emotions. And, you know, for a majority of men, we grow up not really with permission to experience the gamut of our emotions, right? We get permission to experience anger and joy, I suppose, maybe those two. But even joy has to be kind of tempered because otherwise you come across as a little bit too giddy or whatever. But the reality is there's a whole spectrum of emotions that we experience, every single person, and, you know, granted some more than others. But uh, when people do our program and we give them permission to experience their emotions, we give things like the feel wheel and we teach journaling, uh, which is something I'm actually going to teach on a little bit more later this week on the podcast. So stay tuned for that. When people start to learn these skills, they start to engage in their emotions in ways that they haven't before. And it usually brings up a whole plethora of questions about, you know, how do you handle emotions and what's good and bad and all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to just tackle some of our common questions that have been coming in recently. And um, and I thought I would set it up by just sharing a little bit of my story. So I grew up in a pastor's kid. Uh, I grew up in a pastor's home, rather, as a pastor's kid, uh, very involved in church and, you know, attended uh, Christian school. And my parents were both are both Indian. And so in addition to the spiritual dynamics, 
There was a cultural, ethnic dynamic as well that all pointed to put on a smile, put on a happy face, be positive. You know, positive emotions were what what we really um, encouraged, and you know what we what we knew was always acceptable. Um, there wasn't a lot of room for sadness. I can recall my parents not really knowing what to do when we experienced sadness. You know, being pretty quick to offer up a word of encouragement, like "Hey, uh, you know, it'll get better." Time heals all wounds. Everything happens for a reason. Um, that kind of thing. Um, you know, even just even anger was a very kind of uh, like my parents are both fairly mild mannered, and so anger was not really something that we could freely express. And you know, that for me was was fine. I actually didn't think anything of it until I started to realize in my twenties that I actually felt pretty numb, and that where I was feeling numb. Um, was actually starting to kind of surface in other areas. And it was sort of, it, it, it's kind of like whack-a-mole, you know, like you, you stuff it down in one area, you, you whack it, but ultimately it just pops up somewhere else. And that was when, you know, my addiction was rife. That's when I would say I was really struggling to find myself. Um, that's where confidence issues started to arise. You, you run into all these kinds of things when you can't actually fully embrace the different dimensions that come with being a human. I titled today's podcast, Is There a Difference Between Positive and Negative Emotions? Because I've really been challenged by that vernacular around emotions. And the reason is because, um, the reason is because it's such a subjective term. Like I think we could say that like happy, happy emotions are are positive emotions. But what if what if something really catastrophic happened to a loved one, and you felt happy about it? Is it still positive? Is it just the emotion itself that allows us to color it positive or negative, or does context matter to some extent? Because I have admittedly like I have felt positive emotions, quote unquote, in really dire situations. But usually it's because I'm, I'm happy like that the person's passed on and they're no longer suffering or, you know what I mean? There's, there's all these kinds of different weird nuances to emotion. And what I'd like to do is, is offer a challenge, which is not to view emotions through positive or negative because that kind of black and white division really, um, makes it, it oversimplifies the experience of an emotion. And that is actually the value of emotions. It's not just the emotion itself. It's the experience of it, right? Like grief and grieving is really cathartic when it's fully experienced, when you actually let yourself feel the pain of loss, you know, and, and maybe even process a bit of rejection if, if that comes up or whatever might come with your grieving process, experiencing it is really, really powerful. It, it gets you in touch with your humanity. It allows you to gain perspective. And actually, it's the quickest way to dissolve emotions is to actually just simply go through them. Just pa- let them pass, you know, and sometimes it takes weeks, months, years, and other times it happens in just about an instant, you know, it just kind of depends. But instead of thinking of our emotions as positive or negative, instead what we really want to do is look at emotions across a spectrum. And it's not a spectrum, like a typical spectrum would be uh, two dimensions, right? Like hot or cold. I guess really that's one dimension, right? It's hot or cold and it's either more towards cold or it's more towards hot or it's smack in the middle. Those are kind of your only options. And one of the reasons that we use the feel wheel is because there isn't that kind of pointed, finite end and beginning 
on an emotional spectrum. Um, we'll we'll post the uh, the link to the feel wheel here in the um, in the show notes. But the the feel wheel really is it, it starts in, it, it's concentric circles, and so the the innermost circle is the major emotions that kind of the emotional categories like anger, disgust, sadness, joy, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then what happens is as you get further out, you get more specific. And I, what I love about that is it's not, it, it is spectrumed in the sense that you could start in the middle and go in any direction, but there's not, there's not necessarily like a, a, a dichotomy between two different contrasting emotions. So this is a really, uh, a really good way to look at it. And what it does is it's going to give you permission to simply experience the emotion. I think sometimes what happens, this is a human thing, is we're too quick to try to uh, make our own experiences fit into someone else's. Like like kind of, um, you know, the way we see somebody do something or or we have a framework. Like imagine if, if, if we did say this was a one-dimensional spectrum and it's like, yeah, either you're really joyful, that's on one end, or you're really sad. And you know, in the middle is sort of um, fear and there's disgust and there's excitement. And you know, if you try to make it spectrum like, or put it across a spectrum, the difficulty is that you would, you would ultimately run into just this like constant game of trying to categorize it and it wouldn't add any value to your experience of it. The goal always with our emotions is to process them. It's to, it's to experience them. It's to work through them lest we become suppressed. And, and in the process, suppressed become you know, miserable and apathetic and closed off and whatever else that might, that might come with it. So instead what we want to do is we want to, we want to really try to, try to just keep them all in their place and, and make it the goal to experience them in their fullness. So... Um, we a couple of questions we got that I'm going to try to just answer a little bit more directly. Um, what can I do when I'm in a negative emotional state to gain momentum to get out of that state? Um, and a similar question was: Do positive emotions work the same way as a spiral of negative emotions? So I mean, I'm sure we've all had those days, right, where you're super miserable, or um, you have one bad thing that sets you off, and it leads to another bad thing, and it leads to another bad thing. We call that a spiral. Um, and the question is, you know, can they go in the other direction? It's interesting, actually. Our brain has what's called a negativity bias. And this is actually a survival mechanism. And if you catch yourself, you know, becoming a bit more skeptical with time, if you catch yourself maybe even spiraling in those negative emotions and not being able to really spiral in the positive, quote unquote, as this person was asking, one of the reasons at least is because your brain actually does have a bias and it, it is to be skeptical uh, to survive, right? You, you cannot be... Um, you can't be over trusting. Um, you can't just you know be all happy about everything and assume it's all going to work out. It's not actually very good for survival. You have to be intentional. You have to think things through. You have to anticipate the the downfalls and the shortcomings and the the pitfalls and everything that comes with it. So um, the the short answer is that your positive emotions are not necessarily they don't necessarily happen in a spiral. Um, but there are other things that are similar that do spiral. Okay, the first thing is trust. Trust is incredibly momentum-based. The, the more trust starts to build in a relationship, whether it's work, romantic, family, uh, neighbors, you know, people on a, on a sports team, as trust starts to build, a synergy starts to take place. A momentum starts to take place in the positive direction. Also true in the negative direction, but, but very much true in the positive direction, okay? So not a positive emotion, but a positive experience that, of course, will impact your emotions. 
So um, the, the question really in all of this is how do you stabilize your emotions? What is it going to look like for you to really manage your emotions in a healthy way? So the first thing is you have to embrace your individuality. We, we want to understand that the way you experience sadness is actually not the same way that I experience sadness. Sure, there's going to be some overlap and some similarities, but on, on the whole, really, the, the true value of emotions is that they are unique to the individual. So we want to give ourselves lots of permission, lots of grace, lots of space to simply feel and to be okay with feeling the way we feel. So that's where we want to start. Secondly, if you caught, if you catch yourself in a negative downward spiral, um, there, there's a couple of things you can do to pull yourself out. Number one is you, the, and probably the most important thing is you want to change your physiology. I believe it's Tony Robbins who said, um, you can change your psychology by changing your physiology and you can change your physiology by changing your psychology. Both work hand in hand. And what we want to do is we want to try to leverage whichever one of those facets is easy, easier for us to change or control in the moment. When you're doing really well, you don't need to necessarily leverage your, or, or sorry, you don't need to necessarily change your physiology because your psychology is going as well. So, so leverage your psychology to improve your physiology. And when you're struggling, like if you are struggling with depression or, or you find that you're just, you're in this downward spiral of uh, self-deprecation and um, whatever else it might be, negative expectations and so on, what you really want to do is rather than trying to think happy thoughts and, you know, stop those negative thoughts, um, instead, if, since the psychology area is troubled, we want to focus on physiology. So this might look like um, changing the environment. It might mean a vacation. It might mean working out. Um, exercising regularly might mean going for walks. Um, physical things are really, really valuable to shake yourself out of emotional states. And the, the thing I want you to catch, and, and this is the, the real key, guys, is that you cannot, you cannot expect it to be one and done. And if you're dealing with depression, right, or something that's a little bit more serious, even a week or two weeks, you may not notice a lot. But if you were willing to just trust me, and if you were willing to actually give this a shot for 30, 60, and 90 days, you would notice a dramatic difference. And a lot of success in recovery is about doing the things that you know will work diligently as though they were already working. In other words, it, sometimes there's things you do and you don't see the end result and you just have to keep doing it and trust that the end result will come. And, and that, that would be my biggest encouragement to those of you who are stuck in a, a downward spiral, a negative emotional state, depression, whatever it might be, start changing your physiology. Um, and like I said, it could, be, it could be exercise, it could be working out, it could be walking, it could be moving, it could be going on a vacation. Um, those things go a really long way. And the other thing that I think we, we all kind of know, but I, I do want to just mention it again, is you can talk to people. Um, like, and you might have to just call a phone line and talk to a stranger, or you might have somebody in your life that you feel safe to talk to about this. Um, but you, you got to start talking and those things are going to help a lot. And then, like I said, later on in today's, uh, or in this podcast, rather this week, we're going to talk a little bit about journaling and journaling is another great way um, that again, is going to help you work through some of your emotions and eventually get out of that state. But I will be upfront. I don't think anything's going to impact you like changing your physiology. That's probably where you want to start. And then you can go into some of those other elements. 
So obviously this is a loaded subject. There's a lot more we could talk about, but I think that's good for today. Um, if you have questions, you can always write us in. It's podcast at sathiasam.com. In the meantime, I want to invite you guys to join our private community. If you're looking to further your recovery a little bit more, you want to be part of um, guys from around the world, pursuing freedom, opening up to each other, sharing resources, getting coaching from yours truly, and really getting opportunities to get you know live training from us and all the other stuff that we do. Uh, Deep Clean Inner Circle is the name of our Facebook group. There is a link in the show notes. You're welcome to join it there. We'd love to see you. But in the meantime, thank you guys for listening. Have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.